Ahoy! I'm the comic book hunter. Hunter. Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And welcome to a hero story. Sorry for headphone users again. Welcome to a hero story, episode seventy-seven. For those of you who just bleh, I cannot talk today. You want to do the intro? <laughs> yes. For those of you new to a hero story, a hero story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic book movies, comic book video games, comic book animation, comic books themselves. <sighs> You name it, we probably talk about it. Ranging we from Marvel and DC. Sorry, yes. I always have to say Marvel that. Marvel and DC. You always, you always remind me of that, and I always forget. We don't talk um, Walking Dead or Hellboy. The, <laughs> we usually start with the news of the week, and then we make our way to the comics of the week, where we give our little review and things we like, things we didn't like. And sometimes we do a character of the week, although we haven't run a regular episode in so long. It, uh, it doesn't even feel like we do that anymore. We kind of just big things explain are the episode. Happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of big things are happening. This week we have the crisis, and then. But before we get to crisis, the comics of the week for those just skipping to that are just flash titles. This week there were other titles that came out like Aquaman fifty six, but we're only going to be really diving deep into Flash War number five and the Flash number eighty six. This is a very Flash based episode. Not not a bad thing to have from history of the Flash. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned before, Crisis on Infinite Earths, the CW event, is now over, and we are here to talk about it. So we're going to yes, be reviewing... for those who have no interest in uh, Crisis, uh, the timestamps will be in the description so you can skip ahead, but we'll just you know go over like how we do a movie review, we're going to do that for Crisis. We usually go over the good, the bad, and the nerdy, the nerdy being like the references, and uh, we go from there. So Crisis was a five-part crossover, ranging from the CW TV shows. With the first showing of Crisis on Infinite Earths outside of comics. Yeah. And done in we, it's never been done in movies. We had part one, two, and three reviewed and on the podcast here. Uh, you can check that episode out. It was in December. So I forget the number. I think it's 74 or something like that. But Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah. Now episode, or I guess part four and five came out. So... We're going to be reviewing that, recapping the entire Crisis series in general, and just how we liked it. So, first, let's just kind of, since you know our regular listeners, kind of know what we thought of part one to three. Let's go over part four and five first. What did you think of part four? Uh, part four was good. I thought it was like a nice wrap up to the story that they built. I was surprised, though, that it was built, that it was uh, pretty much resolved in part four, and then part five was kind of just like the fallout. It was of an epilogue, yeah. That happened. I, I wasn't expecting that. I guess I should have expected that, but I don't know. It just like, like after I finished part four, I was like, "Wow, I feel like they have nothing left to cover." <laughs> yeah. And then part five was kind of just like, "This is everything that's happened since." Dun dun dun. So it's yeah. like, okay. Um, I found the wrap up. I mean, I, I thought in part four it was wrapped up pretty nicely. In part five, it's almost like they, it's it's like the viewers are stupid. It's like, all right, we gotta we gotta spoon feed you everything here, just to make sure you understand everything. And it's like. You know what I mean? Like, everything felt like it was so explained. Like, I didn't know how many times I have to hear that there's only one Earth left. Like, uh, okay, I got it. <laughs> Part five was kind of like they had an hour and had not a lot of content to put in that hour. So they it was it felt like a filler for the most part. Which is weird because part four, I mean, I thought part four was pretty good, but it felt like it probably could have spaced out in two episodes so that's why i thought like they really could have just spaced it out whereas part four and part five and you only need like you know 20 minutes to fall out maybe even 15 minutes a lot happened in part four (laughs) yeah yeah so i I feel like they could have spaced it out a little bit more we could have gotten a little more of those you know nice moments from part four but 
part five was mostly just the fallout, which again, just unexpected, but mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, I guess go over the good since that's kind of our general admit admissions. Is that the word? Let's go over the uh, good the good part. I guess first, what are the goods of this crossover? Yes, I mean, I'm going to be talking about, like, the crossover as a whole here because, you know, all the episodes start to blend together. I actually watched them all between yesterday and today again just to make sure, like, all right, I got everything ready for the podcast. But um, so things I liked, I think the biggest standout of this crossover was Routh as Superman. Uh, he was yeah. a fan favorite Is for it Routh? everyone. I thought it was Ruth. Uh, I believe it's Routh, Brandon Routh. Okay. R-O-U-T-H. I'm pretty sure Routh. But Vernon uh, Routh, he was Superman in 2006 and Superman Returns, which is possibly the most boring movie of all time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very underwhelming. And then he disappeared out of like the public eye. He was in some TV shows like Chuck and some other things. But uh, then he reappeared on uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Well, technically, was... Arrow. Oh, Arrow first. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, Ray Palmer, turned into the Atom. And then he was pretty much the lead or co-lead on Legends of Tomorrow. Yep. And then uh, recently they revealed for the Crisis crossover he was going to be back as Superman, but as a mm-hmm. Kingdom Come version of that Superman. And it was interesting. The suit was great. And just seeing him doing the Superman personality I thought was really good. I, I like the way that he, he has like a very stoic way of acting, and I love that he differentiated how he acted as Ray versus how he acted as Clark. And I think it was really good, especially in. The, I think they, you know, they had a scene together, maybe two scenes together, and like you could really just feel the difference in these characters. Oh, big time! I wish they had a little bit more, but yeah, he did feel different, and he was my personal favorite out of the comparing the two, and pretty much every character in general that's appeared in this. Yeah, I was actually hoping he was gonna appear more at the end, but unfortunately, the book of destiny is bizarre, and <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently, you can just scribble out someone's name and write it in Sharpie, and you'll appear. We'll get into that <laughs> but, for sure. Uh, yeah. That's reference to, for those of you who don't know, Lex Luthor, uh, John Cryer's version of Lex Luthor from Supergirl, uh, took the Book of Destiny and put his name in place of Superman's name, so he was in the final fight as opposed to Superman. It, it was stupid, but okay. So, um, yeah, I liked Routh Superman. I wish he was in the final fight a little bit longer. Um I liked the sense of unity between uh, Kara and Barry. I thought they had a... I mean, I think they've always had pretty good flow and chemistry with uh, the crossovers they've done in the past, but... Uh, I would consider them to have the best chemistry of all the TV show main characters, I'd say. Oh, really? Like, I prefer their chemistry over Grant and Stevens. Interesting. That might be... That might be a hot take. I thought that was yeah, that, a popular that, opinion, that but a, judging by your reaction. A, that, that might be a nice cast certified hot take. I don't, um, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think just a lot of people love the way Barry and Oliver are on the CW, but that's interesting. I mean, I, I can definitely see it. I think they have great chemistry, and we didn't really get to see a lot of Barry and Oliver in this crossover because, well, Oliver kind of died in episode at the end of episode one and then was kind of back as the Spectre. Um, but not really like like we didn't get too many more moments with Oliver. Yeah, he was kind of like a minor character in part four. Well, like a major character, but minor as far as screen time goes. Yeah, I would say because eventually, I guess okay, we're we're spoiling this because if you're listening, you've likely seen this. Oliver dies as a specter quite suddenly, and yeah. Listen, I, I didn't think he was dead at first because he died at the beginning of this, and it wasn't that good of a death. 
Yeah, I, I didn't think he was dead either. I was like, okay, where is he? <laughs> and then he dies in this one, and the whole time I thought he was injured. Because how many times has CW has someone been on the ground with their eyes closed, with characters around being like, come on, you gotta get up, you gotta get up. It happens often. <laughs> so oh, I infinite. thought that I did think that his, the aftermath of his death, as in like right after he died, when uh, Laura and Barry go to him, was really good. Because these were these are the first CW heroes in a way. Laura was the f- second superhero, Green Arrow being the first, and then Barry was the next. Like Oliver trained Laura and inspired Barry, so it's good that those two characters were next to Oliver as he passed. Mm-hmm. So I thought the death was kind of like okay, I don't feel like he's dead, but the reactions of the cast was good. Yeah, yeah, I think that was good. Um, what did you think of the monitor? Did you think that was a pretty good villain, or did you I thought think he, he looked like, good? Yeah, he like design dead. wise, he's good, but I don't know. He he seemed kind of weak. Fi- the final fight with him, or you know, like when he got all big, right, mm-hmm. and then um, it was. Like, Supergirl and Superman, like, trying to fight him off, and then all of a sudden, uh, Ray pops up and kind of just, like, pew, pew, pew. (laughs) He's just, like, shrunken. I was just like, what's going on here? (laughs) It was just kind of like, he didn't feel threatening. He felt like a villain of the week. (laughs) Yeah, which is weird, because I feel like, you know, with the monitor, I I, I thought when he was going to get all big, I'm like, all right, this this is where we're getting, you know, it's going to be crazy. He's going to be, like, Thanos level. Then it's kind of just like, oh, okay. And they kind of, yeah. Nothing too crazy. I mean, they just kind of fight in a parking lot. <laughs> I was getting like heavy Captain over. America Civil War vibes. Like it wasn't like like it's pr- it's posed as a big fight, but then it's kind of just like. Oh, that happens. was two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> he, he looked threatening, and they teased him in the first parts. And this, he yeah. appears, he fights Oliver, and then he fights everyone else. But it's yeah. not fully a fight. I'll get more into this in the bad. Um the rest of the good kind of go into the nerdy category yeah which is what i was thinking and then everything else i have to say is in the bad category (laughs) yeah but we'll um, get back to the good when it comes to the nerdy category well well, let's say for the good i mean even though it's kind of nerdy as well ezra miller appearing okay yeah we'll talk we'll get that no longer the dceu it's just dc universe now with just so many different categories that means DCEU exists in the same plane of existence as the Keaton verse, the CW verse, the Smallville verse. It's a, every single DC Batman live action the... property is in this now, except for Bale's Batman, I believe. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any reference to Dark Knight trilogy. No, I don't think there is, but there's reference to Green Lantern. So. Which is bizarre. Bizarro, it is. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> nice. everything else. It's put in here, except for Bill's Batman. And I can think of... Except for, like, there's a lot of Superman adaptations. Like the black and white Superman show, for example. That's That wasn't referenced yeah. as far as I yeah, could tell. There's, there's like, yeah, like uh, the Lois and Clark TV show from the 90s with Dean Cain and mm-hmm. all that. Like, But but yeah, so yeah, Ezra Miller Ezra. pops up. What, what was your reaction to Ezra popping up? I got it spoiled. I wasn't... Oh, oh you weren't watching live? I was watching 10 minutes off of life and i checked my phone (laughs) that hurts yeah and i saw ezra but my reaction to that was like wait no and then i put my phone (laughs) away and i was like no (laughs) and he popped i was like oh there he is so i was excited still i was watching live right and i Mm -hmm. you hear ezra's voice before you actually see him 
Yeah. And when I heard of the voice, like it was kind of like echoed, echoey effect. Hello. I heard Ezra, and I'm like, is that Ezra Miller? And I'm like, that can't be it. Like, like in my head, like not even like out loud. I was just thinking, like, is that Ezra Miller? No, that can't be Ezra Miller. Yeah, the CW. And all of a sudden, he pops up, and I'm just like, like I was just like, what? What is he doing? Here? <laughs> like, not even like, oh my god, this badass is amazing. Oh my god, wow. I was kind of just like, what are you doing here? You're on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Like that, that, how did they get the property? Yeah, you gotta, even though it's like incredible, it kind of takes you out of it. Like, how did they get the rights? And yeah, like, like I, and I got to and then and... I, the, I came to this realization, I guess, to make my way into the bad category that I still don't like Ezra's Flash. Really? I, I think his, well, I think no, his personality is, I think his personality is terrible. Like, when he first appears, he's like, like, the way he talks is like a Tom, Tom King comic book. It's like, what? are you doing here i mean he's just really confused in a way it doesn't make but, me but appreciate then, grand then, splash <laughs> he goes like full as he's like oh are you just like a cosplay bro bro you want a selfie like oh god this isn't barry allen <laughs> yeah it's true it's very not barry allen it, it, great bart honestly that's a great bart allen right there oh yeah bart allen's impulse acting like a uh, six-year-old kid yeah yeah of course it, it's but, great <laughs> It's just bizarre to me that like I don't know I'm I'm waiting for that growth I because I, I to be fair I said the same thing about Aquaman I thought Jason's Aquaman was terrible in Justice League and then when he got his own movie I thought you know they really started to get the personality where it's much more noble even though there were still some moments of like Fishman and all that but I thought they you know channeled him in to be full Aquaman towards the end oh yeah I'm when like, he gets the gold it, suit I'm like wow he's acting like Arthur Curry right now. Yeah, so I kept thinking, like, this is going to happen with The Flash. It's going to happen with The Flash. And then I was just like, uh, is it going to happen? Well, man, The Flash... Well, I mean, Ezra Miller's Flash has been has had three cameos in a single actual, like, role. He cameoed in Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and now this. So... That's, that's right. That's we right. haven't had a lot of development for this character. And right now, he's totally off. Even Barry Allen, before he was The Flash... And Flash Year One, still off. He's nothing like Barry, of course. But I'm hoping he grows into that. Because even Aquaman, but, the start but, of his career, wasn't like Jason. But Jason eventually becomes like Aquaman. Yeah, but but I do agree with you in the sense that I think I've grown appreciation from Grant through Ezra. So I yeah. give Grant crap for being like a terrible Flash. But honestly, when I see him now, I think like... It's good enough for what you know Barry Allen should be. I think he gets the core characteristics for the most part. And I don't even really watch Flash anymore, but from what I see from time to time in clips, I'm like, all right. I think they're kind of getting it. Yeah, I think Grind actually acts like Barry you now. And the writers and anything, actually write him like Barry. In that scene with the two of them, I grew so much more appreciation for Grant's suit. Viewing it next to Ezra's suit, I was just like, wow, this is like night and day. Yeah, I do like Ezra's suit. I'm gonna, I know. I do think it, it is a good suit. I do hope he gets an upgrade, of course, but as a movie-quality Flash suit, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't know. The metal is a little much, and I don't know. I like the metal. I, I, I hate cool. the fingerless gloves. Oh, the fingerless gloves are terrible. <laughs> I do like the cowl, though. Yeah, I mean, the cowl is very injustice but I don't know. I just want to see him get like more of a comic-y suit. Me too. And I'm hoping at some point he does, but... Yeah, I don't know. It was just weird seeing Ezra appear, and just like the way he was talking, I was just like, I still don't like Ezra's Flash. Like this is amazing the crossing over, but uh, his Flash personality is still terrible. And I listen. I'm really hoping for the best. I really hope I'm blown away by the Flash movie where I'm like, wow, he really nailed Barry Allen. I just, 
I have my doubts from everything that I've seen so far. And granted, it's very little stuff, but just, I don't know. I think they have the wrong idea of who Barry Allen is as a character. And mm-hmm. if you're building on weak foundation, then it's only down to go from there. Because it feels like right now they're trying to combine all four Flashes, but focus on, like, Wally as Kid Flash and Bart. Bart's, like, hyperactive personality mixed with Bart and Wally's jokes mixed with Barry Allen's career profession and all that. And it's just, like, Mm -hmm. you're mixing too much in one pot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I... But did were you happy to see this? Did it get you excited? Because right oh, it seems like you didn't I, like I, it. I, I still no. I still think it's amazing that they were able to do this because, like, for I mean, I've been running History of the Flash since 2015 now, and I swear to you, I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Grant and Ezra fights in my comment sections, and well, sometimes on the Ringmaster where I'll ask the question in the uh, <laughs> in the caption, knowing that I'm going to get engagement. But sometimes I'm just like, God, this is so unnecessary. Like, I'll I'll have a post that features one of them and then it's a full fight in the comments about which one's better that goes like a 108 comment thread and i'm just like why yeah <laughs> like this is terrible but um but yeah so to see them actually appear on screen together just seemed like you know four years ago that could never possibly happen and now it's happened and it makes me wonder will grant appear in the flashpoint movie whoa i didn't even think of so, that Whoa. So, so in the Flashpoint comic, right, Barry runs himself down mm-hmm. to stop himself. What if Grant runs Ezra down to stop him? That'd be interesting. That would be a super cool cameo, actually. That's what I'm wondering if they could do something like that. I don't know. But, but in a way, I know it's I was, nothing like it. Away, but now everything's possible. Yeah. But in a way, even though it's nothing like what we're used, what we knew, Grant has experienced some sort of Flashpoint. So right. it'd be interesting if you ran after Ezra, like, you shouldn't do this, learn from my mistake, kind of thing. Yeah, or like, your Flashpoint is spewing across all the universes, you need to stop now, please. Mm-hmm. Now, I was thinking at first, like, is this going to be even, like, canon in the DCEU, or is this just, like, a fun thing for the CW that will probably never be brought up again? But I think it is canon, because Ezra's reaction to... Uh, Grant saying I'm the Flash is showing that he doesn't he's never been called the Flash before which is true which is which is hilarious because I think on last week's podcast or two weeks ago we literally said like hey Ezra's never been called the Flash yeah we I don't did. remember what context we were talking about it but we brought that up on the podcast either the last one or the second last one it was for the and Black Widow trailer was, when I was watching it I was like I was like oh my god now he, that's how he gets the name of the Flash and 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 he brings up Victor aka Cyborg, Cyborg. yeah so we will be getting Cyborg again in this film i hope so because he says i told victor this was possible or something like that so it seems like they're i don't i don't love the idea of cyborg being flash's right hand man obviously i'd rather much rather be green lantern but how yeah yeah me too but but, i mean right now have a how (laughs) just they they did have good chemistry in justice league i know we we don't say that word here but (laughs) I do think that they had decent chemistry there, so it's cool to mention another DCEU character, and it's interesting that it's not like they wrote it as if, like, he's like, hey, I'm the Flash, I'm the Flash. Okay, what's going on? I don't know. Bye. Like, they took what they knew of Ezra. He's never been called the Flash, so at this point, he's just like, I am, like, the Flash? The Flash? And then he mentions Victor, so I feel like this will have a role in the movie. 
which would be yeah. really cool. Yeah, even if it's just like a mention. I don't know. There's definitely a lot to be done there. So it was definitely interesting having Ezra's cameo. I obviously don't like the way Ezra acts, but I I mean, not like Ezra's an actor. I think he's a talented actor. I don't like the way he acts as the Flash, but I'm hoping there's room for growth, and I'm hoping for sure. we get something better. Mm-hmm. But, Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so um, what are some things that you did not like? Um, It's very cheesy. It is. I was it's hoping it was going to feel more cinematic. Cheesy. It feels very cheesy. There's some good cheesy. Like, I I know, I'm sure some people out there cringe. But it made me smile when uh, Supergirl was with Ryan and said, like, have you ever flown before? He's like, no. He's like, well, it's easy. It's just up, up, and away. That made me smile. I know okay, it's not my, super cheesy. I was kind of like, my eyes, like, cringing, like, ah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't cringe to that. I was just like, huh. But some of it, and one thing, I, you have failed this universe. I thought that was, like, all right. I understood that yeah, reference. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a nice callback. Yeah, um, until you have failed the city. Me? And I don't even really watch Flash anymore. Run, Barry, Run might be the most overrated line. And, and it has become, like, I thought it was cool at first, but it just got overused. But hearing Oliver say it at one point, like, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, there's these are references, but a lot of people might cringe to this. I didn't. You didn't, you didn't cringe to that, at least. But a lot of stuff in general is just like, okay, really? <laughs> like, shrinking <laughs> Superman down, and then when they defeat uh, Anti-Monitor, they're just like, where's Superman? And it, there's, like, that quick one-second shot of him, like, waving, and it's just like, oh, come on. Yeah, I don't. I, I was hoping that this was going to have more of a cinematic feel. Like, I'm like, all right, maybe they can nail the cinematic feel of it. Like, it'll just flow, like... You know, I don't have to care about whatever's happening on Batwoman or whatever's happening on Supergirl. It's just one consistent crisis. And I didn't really feel that. Really? I, I kind of did. I didn't feel like I needed to know the other shows, what's going on in them. I Like, I just feel like, like I felt myself when I was watching, I don't the first one was Supergirl and the second one was Batwoman. Like, yeah. I found myself just like kind of skipping some of the conversations or not paying as deep as attention in some of the conversations that are like, this doesn't really have much to do with Crisis. This is like Batwoman as a character. I don't, you know, I don't really need to listen to this conversation. So I, I was just hoping it would have more of a cinematic flow. And I just, I didn't feel like it was there. But I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe if you watch it like all back to back to back with no commercials, maybe. But Didn't you just watch it all back to back to back? But it all had commercials and like I took breaks in between, you know, certain episodes. So. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, because that is five hours. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm wondering if they'll put this on, like, a Blu-ray. Like, just put it all in one. Yeah. Another bad that I would put on this list is the fight scenes. They were good. Yeah. None of them were yeah. good. And it's because they're not fighting anything. They're fighting, like, Dementors, in a way, which, and a giant. So, doing that, it's very clear that they're just punching air, because they're all CGI in the end. So it's kind of obvious, and you have those like cameras that pan around them all fighting, but a lot of their movement looks awkward. Like they jump and kick something, but they don't like get like pushed back by them or anything. They just kind of go right through them. So it didn't yeah. look that good. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I'd also say that like like some of the fight scenes, and this is like like it, it felt like Avengers uh, twenty twelve in a way. Where, like, you're walking to a fight scene, you got people like Superman, Supergirl, Flash, heavy hitters, and then you got, like, Batwoman, Supergirl's half-sister, and then, like, 
like a few more people wild like, dog that were like gone to like uh green arrow's daughter and i'm like what are, what are they doing in this fight like mm-hmm. like super superman and supergirl are, like flying around taking out these things flash is running all over taking out these dementor type things and then you're just out here like letting them get as close as they as they as they can to you and like shooting them like it looks ridiculous yeah it, it was very unrealistic you don't really see during these fights anyone get harmed too <laughs> yeah the superheroes just fighting and then nothing happening. The only thing that pops in my head over harm is when Anti-Monitor grabbed Superman. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I think of at the moment. Yeah. Um. Another bad is Luther. I wasn't a fan of Luther at all. Oh, I thought Luther was terrible. I don't watch... He's on Supergirl. I yeah. don't watch Supergirl. I, I thought the uh, casting of John Cryer as Lex Luthor was a little weird, but that's probably because I only think of him as Alan from Two and a Half Men, which is just kind of like fair. a whiny, complainy guy. <laughs> but even his Lex feels like that. But yeah, his Lex is whiny and complainy. It's just bad guys aren't that good when they consider us the bad guy unless they're like clearly insane, like the Joker. Joker sees himself as a villain, that's fine. Well, but, and I think even like on Smallville, Michael Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor played the role of the villain perfectly where he in the early seasons wants to deny it but in the later seasons kind of just like adopts the yeah i am the villain of the story so i always thought like he has the best lex Luthor by far the most brilliant lex Luthor. so i don't know just to see this lex Luthor that's like i'm gonna take out all the supermen and write my name with a sharpie like it's just like <laughs> what are you doing dude <laughs> yeah going back to our cringy dialogue he had a lot of bad lines. One of them oh, was when so he's many. helping the heroes and he goes something like, so this is what being a hero feels like. Interesting. It's like, oh, oh my so god, stop. <laughs> and he's just like, you you can't always know, you know the bad guys don't always lose. And he like winks. It's like, oh my god, don't call yourself a bad guy. <laughs> oh, so bad. Or like um, when they're on that alien planet and um, he takes out uh, Ryan and Supergirl. Yeah. That whole encounter is just so cringy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, this is Lex Luthor, who has been nothing but a detriment to you. I'm assuming in your own show, Supergirl. You know how bad he is. You're just walking with him like, like maybe he'll help me. <laughs> He's obviously and- going to take you out. And then Ryan's just walking around. Like, I think Supergirl gets knocked down, and then Ryan comes around the corner like, huh, what happened, Supergirl? And then he gets knocked out. It's just like, what, what the hell just happened? <laughs> What's the point of Ryan? I know he yeah. becomes the Atom, but he never did. So, it's kind of like they're they're setting up an arc that should be in Legend of Tomorrow, but they're setting it yeah. up in a crossover. Which... Well, so I was wondering, has he already appeared uh, in like Legends or something? Because obviously I don't watch Legends, but um, I don't yeah, think I don't he know. did. No, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't think he, I think this was his first meeting of them. But it just seemed weird to introduce him there. Mm-hmm. You're just yeah, kind of like, mm. I, I think John Carter's Lex Luthor was easily the weakest link of Crisis. I mean, yeah, just didn't really contribute. I also thought that uh, Tom Cavanaugh's character, the uh, Pariah. Oh yeah, yeah, Pyro. Whatever. I feel like he didn't really add much to the plot either. He did at the beginning, but then he was kind of knocked the, at the out beginning. But I just felt forgotten. like in the end, like he's kind of like he re- reappears and like. I think they reappeared his ending when when uh, Martian Manhunter gives him his memories back, and I was kind of just like, oh, he's still here? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, a lot of people were kind of annoyed by that. And people were annoyed, too, because it was rumored that he would return as Reverse Flash for uh, the last episode. And right. apparently this was heavily rumored, and some of the people that work on the show were, like, retweeting people talking about this rumor to, get, to uh-huh. like, build the hype. But then it never happened. <laughs> so... 
Oh, I, I thought they were saving Reverse Flash for the end of Flash season, whatever season they're on. Because Bl- Bloodwork was the first half uh, villain, so I thought they were doing Reverse Flash for the second half. But either, either way, yeah, I don't know what what like why build fake hype, but whatever. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think what else I didn't like. Oh, um, I mean, I guess we talked about this in the beginning, but um, Kevin Conroy's Batman being a killer. Watching that again, <laughs> I was kind of just like, what the hell? <laughs> we're in the childhood. <laughs> yeah, like... Why you gotta do that? Like, I was, and yeah. to the end, he was like still a bad guy. Like you need to kill her while you have the chance, Kate. Like, that was what? a damn good Kevin Conroy impression. Whoa! Oh, thank you. I <laughs> I try my best to make my voice. Uh, damn, you just made me blush. <laughs> <laughs> that was like really impressive there. But yeah, no, like I kind of wish, and everyone kind of thought too when he was gonna appear in this that he would have, he would be the animated series Batman, just live action. Like, everything that happened in the animated series would have happened for him, you know? But Yeah, for sure. And this would be, like, his, like post-Beyond, as in Batman Beyond. But, yeah, I guess not. Instead, he's yeah. trying to kill people. It's like, come on. Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a little disappointing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like the other Earths, like, it was, it was really cool to bring all these other Earths in. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, did it really amount to anything? Like having the Titans cameo or the Doom Patrol cameo, yeah, it's cool. But like, it's just cool. It add I mean, to the plot. I don't mind that. It's just cool. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I just felt like they were like building to some final fight. I was really hoping to see like the heroes of different Earths, and I get it. They're on a TV show. There's only so much you can do. But I just felt like if you're building to this big thing, give me that full climax that I deserve. Don't you know stop me short. Can you imagine? Dick Grayson, like Nightwing, coming in and fighting side by side Green Arrow, and then in the background you see Grant and Ezra running together. Like that'd be insane. <laughs> I, oh, I was waiting for the portals type moment, you know, where it's like uh, an game, yeah, yeah, like where like maybe it's like the Monders, Dementors. Even though I think the Dementors were kind of stupid, but like the Dementors have the heroes surrounded. It looks like it's over, and then all of a sudden you hear like Titans. You know, assemble, titans whatever. Titans go. Hey, assemble, it's titans, titans go. Titans, That's the line. Titans Come go. on. <laughs> and yeah, and then, you know, the Doom Patrol shows up, and somebody else shows up, and Smallville Superman actually does have his powers. I don't know. I just felt like there was... I was hoping that there was more different went with this, as opposed to the ending we got. Yeah, they have a budget, so I understand. But that would have been yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, and I totally get it, but I, I just wish... I feel like that would have given me more of a cinematic feel to it. Yeah, I guess they built up a little too much hype with all these. I'm glad Ezra's cameo was a surprise. Yeah. But, like, remember when Burt Ward's Robin was announced? Adam West Robin? It was like, oh, he's yes. going to have a role in Crisis. Get excited. And then it was, like, two seconds. Him so, walking a dog. <laughs> yeah, I think Smallville Superman, if that was a surprise, that would have been great. Instead of us, yeah, like, hiding but, it out. Yeah, but, I don't know. To me, that one's still a disappointment. But, yeah, yeah okay. that's how I feel. Um, I guess, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like there could have been just so much more to what we got. I, I'm not disappointed with the final fight. In the sense of like whatever, like it was wrapped up nicely, but like I just felt like it could have been more. It's cool. And then, that like again, like the last episode, like the Earth being merged is kind of just like okay. Like I don't know. That, oh yeah, going. Why, why did it take twenty five minutes to explain it? Like I got it right away. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're just like it's cool. I like that this. It's like this now. Supergirl and Flash could like hang out. Oh, I. I I always thought from the beginning that it was weird that they made them on different Earths. Like, Black Lightning's on a different Earth, Supergirl's on a different Earth. Why? Like, I always thought it would make mo- way more sense to have them on the same Earth. Well, originally, so. they weren't going to cross over. That, that's, well, yeah, that's right. Supergirl was on CBS in the beginning. But I, yeah. I just felt like 
you know, it would be good to bring them on Earth Prime. So I'm glad they did that. Because if you remember the star Supergirl, when she first appears, I don't know if you watched season one or not, did you? I did watch season one of Supergirl. Okay. Well, in Supergirl, if you remember correctly, she the only superhero ever was Superman before Kara yes. came. So I think they didn't want to be like, oh, Flash and Green Arrow are around. And then if that if that's the case, then they have to explain where Superman been for season one through three of Arrow and season one and two of Flash. Kind yeah. Of thing. So I understand yeah, no, that. That, that, that. That's true. But why is Black Lightning on a different Earth? Black Lightning actually wasn't on CW at first either. Oh, really? I thought it was a CW all the way. No, it wasn't. I, I can't remember the channel off the top of my head. But yeah, it was a different channel at first. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then it was moved to CW for season two. So, same idea. They wanted him, Buck Lightning, to be like the first superpowered person. And now they're all together. So, it's oh, cool. Did you, was it a surprise that uh, Stargirl's Earth 2? I didn't know if that was announced or not. I didn't see that anywhere. So, when I saw that, I was like, oh, Stargirl from DC Universe? Yeah, they, this was her first live action appearance outside trailers and stuff. Because the show hasn't started like, yet. She had like a few pieces of the JSA with her, which I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe we'll get uh, Jay Garrick in there. A different Jay Garrick. Uh, yeah. or, I hope Alan Scott. He's my... Uh, I, I like Jay Garrick here more, but I really hope Alan Scott's in it. But yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. The ending with the Justice League that wasn't name-dropped or anything, but... Hell I'm Justice, really hoping basically. they were going to call them the Super 7 or the Super Friends or something. Because like, I know... I think Yuna said that, that they weren't allowed to use the term Justice League. I was hoping they would be able to get some way around it where it's some little reference, but... Yeah, maybe like something justice and be like, no, that's dumb or something like that. Maybe Black Lightning says, nah. Yeah. No, Outsiders. And then like a reference. I was hoping they have a name, but they didn't make a name at all. Super 7 would have been a good reference. Oh, also, am I the only one? I don't know. I I didn't really feel much for Arrow's death. Like at the end, like they had him as like this Iron Man type hero where it's like everyone in the world felt his sacrifice. I was kind of just like. Oh, yeah, he died. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe like, it's oh, called yeah, the break in between Crisis, but I was just kind of just like, eh. Like, I, I just didn't feel emotionally invested. And maybe it's because I don't watch Arrow like that. You know, I haven't watched it like that in years, so I'm just not invested in the CW as, you know, what they were writing it to be. But I don't know. I, I just, at the end, I was kind of just like, oh, yeah. You know, he's hero of the world, I guess. <laughs> just like, eh, you know, I don't... I don't really care for I, it. I, I, I really think it's just because I'm just not invested in CW like I used to. Like I, if I people Arrow love Arrow, they might so. have been invested, yeah. But I'm not yeah. the biggest Arrow fan, so I used to be, yeah. but yeah, not anymore. But the Justice League in general looks like they're getting the Hall of Justice. The outside of the building was basically the Hall of Justice. The inside does. Yeah, and they got like the a table, with a round table with chairs and room for more. Room more. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping they'd say that. that, that too. <laughs> I, I hate that movie, but I love that line. <laughs> I know you do. You always that that might be like the most said line on the podcast ever. <laughs> round table, six chairs, but room for more. So yeah. they did have a round table table with was it six chairs? No, seven well, they had one chairs. for Arrow as well. Yeah. Well, Superman, Supergirl, Flash, Black Lightning, White Canary, uh, Batgirl, and Green Arrow. So yeah, six chairs. Or seven are chairs. They, are they setting up Mia's daughter as Green Arrow? Because I found her incredibly annoying throughout the show. I I don't know if she's an Arrow currently. I haven't watched Arrow in so I long. I don't but... think they will have an Archer. Okay. To be honest, I think they're just doing that to be like, oh, I made this before, you know, Oliver died. So ah, okay. But it looked, I could see that CW spending a lot of budget on that warehouse to put walls up, to put suits on display. So, and I think it would be cool if 
every single CW show used this set. Instead of having, oh, like, the sure. Arrow Cave and Star Labs and Argo. Because Martian Manhunter... Oh, right, he's on the team. Eight chairs, never mind. Uh, Martian Manhunter mentioned, like, oh, well, this place you guys don't always have to come to Argo when, like, there's threats. You could come here. So maybe yeah. they're replacing all those sets so every single show will have this building. Yeah, which would that, be awesome. that would be cool. And maybe, like, there's a room that shows danger coming, and they have that room that people work in. And there's a trophy room, and there's the round table with six chairs and room for more. And, you know, it'd be cool if they really built the Hall of Justice for everyone. That's what I want. Yeah. But yeah, I like the ending a lot. And I like how Superman was, like, the one who seemed the most into it, besides Flash. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's the founding member. He's him and Barry, the only founding members. So, it's nice. But yeah, that's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, there's little nerdy references here and there that I think will pick up as a DC fan. Marv Wolfman actually had a cameo, which was unexpected. He Although, did? Again, it was... It, yeah. What? Uh, he's the one that gets the Supergirl and Flash to sign the thing. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally says, can you make it out to Marv? I thought it was a little on the nose, but... <laughs> I don't even... I didn't know that Marv looked like that. <laughs> yeah, Marv Wolfman's the writer, for those who don't know, the writer of the original Crisis on Infinite Earth from 1986. Yeah. And yeah, he got the cameo, and... Um, they had a name drop for George Pettis, the artist from Christ on Infinite Earth. Something was named Pettis, something I forget what it was now, but there was something named for him in the show. Okay. So, a lot of yeah, references so to something. Superman. Uh just in general, a lot of comic references. Conroy's Batman had like a whole like uh display of like Batman villain goodies, like Riddler something. Mr. Freeze's um, Yeah, Mr. Globe. Freeze Joker and all that. So uh in the Daily Planet of uh of Routh Superman, you got like little uh, Lois Lane, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen, Olsen, Perry White, and all that. So uh, little references here and there, and he made references to the Reeve movies because mm-hmm. um, he is Christopher Reeve's continuity. Yeah, although what's weird to me is I thought he's Christopher Reeve's Superman if you put his movie after Superman two, like you don't count three and four. Oh really? But I didn't know that. I, that's what I thought. Like like how Halloween does a reboot like that, where it's like, yeah. oh, this movie is like discounts three through five. But that's what I thought it was. But he makes a reference to Superman three, so maybe that's not true. Maybe not. Yeah. But uh, either way, um, yeah. So so uh, lo- lots of references, and I think um, little Easter eggs here and there that I think they did a good job with. But yeah, overall, that's Crisis. I don't know. I, I think it's at the end of the day kind of a disappointing crossover, just because of the way I had it built in my head. But at the end of the day, I think I overhyped it a little too much in my head yeah me too what do you rate it oh that's tough Um, okay i got my rating i'll go first i gave crisis and infinite earths a 7 out of 10 it's good okay i was thinking 6 out of 10 i'm like i enjoyed some moments of it but at the end of the day yeah it's a good you know it's good it's not amazing but it's good (laughs) so i I don't think i'd go out of my way to like rewatch it again yeah I mean, now that I've seen it twice, I'm kind of just like, eh, I'm content. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to see I don't want to see John Cryer Lex Luthor wink one more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hopefully, he's on the next one. But that's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Thanks for listening. Uh, now, podcast is not over. We're going on to the news of the week, and we have a lot of comic news this week. <laughs> Yeah, solicitations dropped. Now that we're recording a day late, we solicitations when they drop on a Friday, we actually get to review them. Yep, so it's good. Oh, I did not let anyone know this podcast is late. Oh, well. Um, 
Yeah, I, so I, I guess we'll go over them first. Yeah, so solicitations dropped. We got a bit of TV news, some movie news, a bit of gaming news. But I guess, what do you want to go over first? Solicitations? Yeah, solicitations. Let's definitely start there. So mo- for all the DC solicitations for April 2020 came out. So just saying what the comics are coming out that month. And not all the Marvel ones came out, but they did announce their event. So just some things that caught, us, caught our eyes when looking at all the solicitations. We can't go over all of them because there's a lot of comics, but... Uh, the Joker and Catwoman are both getting an 80th anniversary issue. So, double-sized, one-shot. Or is it one-shot, or is it several stories? Uh, it's it's just a one-shot. It's a 100-page spectacular of okay. a bunch of different stories. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of going to be similar, I assume, to Detective Comics 1000 and Action 1000, just not as yeah, major. Yeah, 1000. Yeah. So, I, I'll be picking it up. Will you? I'll be picking it up, but I mentioned this in our group chat. Uh, I really think this is a mistake that DC is getting themselves into with all these special issues. I get it; these are big anniversaries, but now you had—I thought Detective and Action were very special because they were really big achievements. And then you did Flash seven fifty and Wonder Woman seven fifty, which okay. I mean, the way you got to Flash seven fifty was a little bull. The way you counted it, but fine, whatever. It it does. I'm okay with seven fifty because it's like. You know, 25, 50, 75, 100. No, no, I, I, I got you. It's definitely like a monumental issue. Just like the way they counted it, like you left out Flash, the Fast Man Alive. I don't know. It just seems weird to me. But regardless, mm-hmm. um, you you know, those are two big anniversaries. And I'm sure when Green Lantern turns 80 next, next year, year, Aquaman turns 80 next year, they'll be getting their specials too, right? Whatever. Founding members of the Justice League, I respect it. Catwoman and Joker. I mean, listen. I know they're gonna sell well, but this seems like a mistake to me. And and listen, I I totally get it. They're it's a good selling point because a lot of people are gonna buy this issue, and you could set up your next big story in there, and you hope to attract new readers. Like the Flash 750 is finally getting to the story with the big villain paradox, so you're hoping to pick up new readers. I get it. It, it makes when you have so many special issues, it just makes them less special. Yeah. So that's fair. I don't know. And I think like, 80 Catwoman. Catwoman, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I mean, she is a major Batman character, but what are we, are we gonna Penguin? Because Penguin's also turning like, eighty. Is this Penguin year. gonna get a you know an eightieth? Is he gonna get know? in May? Because Penguin also would be this year. Riddler would too. Yeah. And but I, I mean, possibly it's different because it's like Catwoman actually has actually had a bunch of series, but I don't know. It just seems like there's gonna be too many of them and. Like, I already know, because I already know it's already solicited on Amazon. Uh, Green Lantern is getting one soon, so I know he'll, they'll announce that one soon. Mm-hmm. And that one makes sense, but it's just like, it's getting to the point where it's like, all right, let's not you know, overdo it, it at least. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're big sellers, but I think you're going to see less and less success with the more and more of them. Personally, like, I'll, like, I'll yeah. still pick them both up, but... I would rather just have Batman and Catwoman, or sorry, I'll say Batman, have a ton of different variants, like from... 20 different artists, a Joker variant for Batman. Story doesn't have to have anything to do with Joker. Probably would, but just have, or do like an annual with Joker covers and do Catwoman because she has her own series. A, a ton of artists draw Catwoman. Just so, and it will say like Catwoman 80th anniversary or Joker 80th anniversary. Still a single issue. It's just showing, hey, this is the anniversary because I'm pretty sure that's all they did for Batman 75. Yeah. They didn't do a special or anything. And 75, I find. Although it's less of a milestone, it's a bigger number. Because it's, you know, one more quarter and you're at 100. So, yeah. I understand that. I'll be picking it up, for sure. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, I mean, I'll be picking both of them up. You too, have too. my money, DC, but stop it. Yeah, um, the exact same way. Like, you have my money, but, like, geez, come on now. Let's not overdo it. Yeah. Um, the Terrifics is a series starring Mr. Terrific, Plastic Man, uh, Metamorpho, and Phantom Girl. Wow, I knew all the names right off the top of my head. I don't read this I'm book. impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed with myself, too. Um, it's a series that I hear is pretty good. I haven't been into it, but... It's cover and it's story for this upcoming issue in April. They have they're kind of expanding the team a little bit. So instead of those four characters, they're adding a lot more characters that are very scientific characters. Characters such as Blue Beetle, Bean Tight Cord, The Atom, both of them, Ryan Ryan and uh Ray, uh Mambat, who is a good guy now, for those who don't know, and a few others. Uh Roundhouse from the Teen Titans, I recognized. Uh, it looks like Zatara was in it, but I could be wrong about that. But, yeah, it's like a Team Smarticle Particle, and I like the look of it. It looks, it's a fantastic cover. Probably my cover yeah. of the month. Yeah, the cover looks very reminiscent of uh, Justice League International. I don't know, you've seen that, right? Uh, from, like, the uh, late 80s, the Justice League title that had, like, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold as major members. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but go on. <laughs> It's it, it just the cover reminded me of that the Just League International so okay. um, I'm wondering if it's gonna have those kinds of vibes but yeah no the, the cover definitely looked cool yeah it did for sure I'm, I might pick it up too um, speaking of Roundhouse who's on the Teen Titans uh, Teen Titans is getting annual and Damien might no longer be Robin by the end of this so what what was the cover again you want to explain yeah so um, it's Damien Wayne walking away from the Robin suit. And the solicitation is kind of unclear of what will actually happen, but it looks like Bruce and Damien are going to be having a big talk about the future of Robin. So it's kind of just like, oh, snap. People are thinking, like, is Damien going to get fired? Like, you know, what's, what's going on here? This is possibly huge. And the cover, it's, a, it's the Teen Titans annual, so you definitely have more room to cover that. And people are speculating that with Glass finishing on Teen Titans soon that – um, this could possibly be Bendis taking over on Damien and the direction oh, he wants God. to steer it in is going to start with this issue. Oh, no. <laughs> they were talking about that in the group chat today. I don't know if you were there for that, Hunter, and I was kind of just like... Oh, like, I work like, today, oh, so no. Oh, the, no. The, 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 way they, the way they phrased it, it sounded like it really could happen. Yeah, the, the cover is him walking away from the Robin suit. It's a really cool cover. Him walking away from the Robin suit and in like big letters it says, I was Robin. So people are speculating, could this be the end of Damien as Robin? Could he be getting a brown suit and be called Wayne? That's a Tim, <laughs> a Tim Drake joke. A sad Could joke. Could he get shot in the um, head and go as Ramian? Yeah. It says, uh, don't miss the confrontation between the father and son that will alter the very course of the DC universe. Will the Teen Titans ever be the same? So, oh boy. <laughs> I feel like he will still be Robin. Blaster Bats. Yeah. Blaster Bats here. Yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not thinking that they're gonna make Damien walk away from Robin already. Because Remember, it just, yeah, I mean, this kind of rem- this reminds me of uh, Robin War. Sorry, I lost the name for a second. Uh, Robin War. It was really teased that by the end, Damien wouldn't be Robin. He would join the Court of Owls, and Duke would be Robin. Because uh, Duke was kind of like he was very much being built to be Robin. Snyder was really pushing for him to be Robin. Granted, I guess it wasn't approved at the ending, became Signal, which I like. But Damien joined the Court of Owls in that story and didn't consider himself a Robin. 
but by the end, he did come to, and he was Robin at the end of the story, but a lot of people thought he would lose the mantle then. A lot of people thought he would lose the mantle, too, when he died. And even when he came back to life, yeah. people thought, well, is he going to get a new name now? Yeah. So, fool me once, fool me twice, I don't I don't think he'll leave the Robin mantle. Yeah, this could really just be a sales gimmick, but I don't know. Interesting it is interesting. Yeah, yeah, with it's gla- a cool Especially story with pitch. Glass leaving Teen Titans, like, I think... Damien's up for grabs, and I'm wondering, just because Bendis has already written a lot of Damien, and since he's been pretty much in charge of Superboy, I wonder if he's going to be in charge of the other Super Son. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Superboy. The other Superboy, nice. Connor, yeah, <laughs> uh, Connor Kent, uh, he's been around, he was gone for a while, but he's been back in Young Justice for roughly a year now. Hasn't interacted with Superman at all. He knows Superman's out there. He had a reaction in Superman 18, when he revealed his secret identity to the world, Connor was watching that. So he's finally, in April, going to be meeting Superman again. Does Clark remember Connor? We don't fully know. I kind of doubt it. I think we're going to have like a whole memory flashback scene. It's going to be in action yeah. comics. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- this looks interesting. I mean, the cover looks pretty cool. Uh, just them flying together. And I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Khan and Cal have like a pretty interesting relationship, so I'm interested to see where that goes. Although the art is going to be by John Romita Jr., so get ready for boxy uh, Khan. Yeah, we're not <laughs> the biggest fan of his art, but but yeah. Oh, um, and also they mentioned Leviathan in the uh, solicitation, so who knows if this is even going to be like it could just be them meeting up for a page, and then it's like yeah. In other yeah. news, Leviathan is still a threat. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, it's cool that we're going to have him return to Superman after so long. Oh, like, yeah. uh, KG Beast is going to be returning to comics after so long. Whoa! <laughs> KG Beast uh, shot Nightwing in the head, tried to run, got beaten up brutally by Batman, neck broken, still breathing, left in the snow to die, pretty much. Batman doesn't kill, yeah. though, so I guess he did live. He's going to be appearing in Batgirl coming up. And the solicitation talks about how Batgirl is going to have to choose between the love of her life or something like that or her she, greatest She's enemy. faced with doing the right thing or doing what is right for someone she loves. So doing the right thing for KG Beast versus doing the right thing for Dick Grayson? Who knows? Maybe she'll have a chance to kill him, but it's like, oh, you, you ruin Dick Grayson. I, I, either way, but... it sounds interesting, and I'm curious to see where it will go. Cover school, too. Um, oh yeah, the cover is definitely cool. Yeah, so yeah, KG Beast will be returning, just like Reverse Flash will be returning in the Flash coming Whoa! in April. <laughs> He's returning in April. Uh, the cover is by Howard Porter, I believe, and it is yep. fantastic. Oh my god, it's fantastic. cool. It's basically uh, the murder of Barry's mother. Uh, she's on the ground. Barry's kind of like peering through the doorway, and you see like this just streak of yellow like lightning and just speed stuff and through the streak you kind of see reverse flash's symbol and little eye holes where his head would be it's really yeah. cool and i'm excited for this return you haven't seen eobard in two years now yeah the last yeah. time we saw him was at the end of running scared is that two years ago give or take yeah that's 20 the 2016 maybe early 2017 it's been it's been a while yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think Williamson does write a decent Eobard. Is that a hot take? Your, your well, history well, flash, you is it? I think Williamson writes a decent Eobard-thon. 
I thought he did pretty good in Running Scared besides the uh, it's the only time you'll spend with me line. I think that's a horrible line. But I think other than that, Williamson did pretty good of building him back to the roots of what Mark Wade wanted in Return of Barry Allen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pretty good writer for you, Bart, so I'm looking forward to it. Because Williamson made him more of the obsessed fanboy that we knew from Mark Wade's run on The Flash and Return to Barry Allen as opposed to more of the lethal badass that we saw in Jeff Johns' Flash run. So I guess it's just different versions of Eobard. But yeah, um, he, he has to find the reverse Flash, so he goes to different, time, different tragic time periods to find Eobard in his life. That's an interesting concept right there that I think could be, if executed well, I mean, I think it could be really great. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I'm looking forward to it. Um... Moving on to Marvel, they didn't release all their solicitations, but they did mention a few. Uh, big thing to point out is they have announced their 2020 event, which is will be called Empire, with a Y instead of an I. Um, it is going to be about the Avengers and Fantastic Four teaming up, which is really cool. Spider-Man will be joining the Fantastic Four along with Wolverine. No sign on anyone joining the Avengers, but Fantastic Four is a smaller team. And... Yeah, one thing to point out is you don't you see like the main core of Fantastic Four, no sign of Franklin. So yeah. Franklin is gonna be in the event coming up where which is uh Mr. Fantastic Invisible Woman's Son, where he might be joining the X Men or he might be staying with the Fantastic Four. We don't know the answer yet, but interesting. But yeah, yeah the- um that's the solicitation, it's the main things that caught our eyes when reading it. Anything you want to add? No, that's, okay. that's good. Um, Avengers. The Avengers video game is has been delayed. It's going to be delayed till September something. I did not write it down. I wrote it on my hand, but then I washed it. So it's going to be delayed till <laughs> September, though. Uh, <laughs> we were going to play it in May. We're going to have a good old time playing it together online and then reviewing it on the podcast. But I guess we're going to have to wait. I'm okay with the delay. I mean, if it's going to be get the game better, that's fine. That's I'm, I'm wondering at this point because it doesn't ps5 drop at some point this year like yeah in november december ish they said holidays so 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 this game is going to be coming out for ps4 but then ps5 is going to be coming out like two months later like that just seems a little odd to me yeah good luck with sales like like if you're gonna if you're gonna delay why not just delay and wait for ps5 that way you could be one of the only games that are on the new system that's a good point or you could do both like I, i remember when ps4 first came out and there were like no games to play. Like I think I was playing like only like Destiny and like Watch Dogs. So, um, you know, I, I think it's important to be one of those first games that everyone's playing. So that, that just seems a little weird to me. If you're gonna delay, why not delay more? But whatever, take your time, make a good story. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, that's it for gaming news. We don't usually have a lot of that for TV. Speaking of Crisis, uh, Ralph Superman is apparently getting a series. I mean, these are just rumors, but it's like major rumors. You know more about it than I do. You want to explain? Yeah, so um, it, it was heavily rumored that since he was such a fan favorite and had so many positive reviews that he would be getting a limited series on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. These were really grain of salt rumors, but now the rumors are getting even heavier. And uh, it's coming from multiple sources at this point. So it looks like it could happen. And we're all pretty excited because we enjoyed Ralph Superman. And yeah, he could be getting series that said it was would be diving into the Superman mythos. Though... A lot of his Superman mythos are already dead, such as Lois, Perry, and Jimmy, so I'm wondering where they would go with it. But I'd be interested nonetheless. Yeah, Especially like if they're going to do Superboy, because so. he had a son, Jason. So. Oh, that would be interesting. 
Huh. I didn't think of it that way. I'd, I'd be into that for sure, though. Yeah. Um, and last but not least bit of news, or maybe it is the least bit of news, uh, Morbius, uh, the show that, what, did you say was happening? I think you did say was happening. So, you're lucky this time. Uh, yeah. Morbius is getting, got, or, well, got a trailer, and it's gonna be connected to the MCU, which is shocking to everybody, I'm sure. Because everyone thought it would be connected to Venom, which it still could be, which means Venom's in the MCU. But in that case, Eddie Brock said the aliens don't exist when they clearly do in the MCU, and everyone knows that. So, confusion is the thing. Yeah, that I also have. this the Raimi Spider Man PS4 pose being on the wall, and yeah, th- this seems like it's going to be a whole mess of like Sony can interact with the MCU, but MCU can't interact with Sony verse. It's a mess. Yeah. But, yeah. What you think of the trailer? Um, I'm not interested in the character i'm not really interested in the movie it, it looks like essentially if you recut the venom trailer but cut out venom and put in uh, <laughs> <laughs> well that sucks because you're seeing it day one and we're going to be talking about the podcast <laughs> well, it also sucks that i have to see like birds of pride day one too Ugh, yeah 13 dollars down the drain how much but, do you want to bet that the end of the movie another character will get the same vampire powers that jared leto does and use it for bad things and then they're going to have a vampire fight together using the same powers and a lot of slow-mo shots of gray blobs of CGI. When I get out of here, and trust me, I will, there's going to be vampire to pay. What? <laughs> they guarantee the villain is going to be someone with the same powers. I can guarantee oh, yeah, that. Of course. And it's going to be like a scientist who wants to use it to make weapons, or it's going to be a soldier that wants to use it for the military and... Uh, Jerlo's gonna be like, no, this is my cure. It's meant to cure people, not as weapons. It's like, but this power, look at what it could do. And when he yells, that yeah. glass is gonna break, and they're gonna fight, and yeah, it's gonna be I, a lot of I mean, two like, gray CGIs. Like, like at least when Venom came out, I'm like, this at least looks like it's gonna be entertaining. This just doesn't really look that entertaining to me. But yeah, it really I mean, doesn't. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see a point of this movie happening. <laughs> I'm looking forward to some fight scenes in some dark rooms or outside where it's nighttime and it's going to be hard to tell who's who. I'm looking forward to the Eminem themed song of For the Morbius. credits. <laughs> <laughs> Morbius. Yeah, looking forward to that. I do. Should I we, am. Okay. Get... No joke. I am legitimately looking forward to Vulture. Yeah, that was, that was surprising seeing that in the trailer. I kind of like was like half paying attention to the trailer and I was like, oh, snap, Michael Keaton. Yeah, I was too. I was like, oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I thought it was just Michael Keaton playing a random character, but I guess it is. That, yeah, yeah. But then I was like, wait, he's wearing the same outfit as Homecoming. I wonder if we're going to see some of the Sinister Six building. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I'm interested. I'm sickened, but I'm curious. Yes, but that's exactly. our news of the week. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just I guess um, real quick, just to end the episode here, we could uh, cover flashes uh, flash flash and flash forward um with flash forward uh, second to last issue of the miniseries mm-hmm. going so quick i can't believe like it feels like just yesterday it was at i was at work when it got announced and i was like an hour late two hours late on it and everyone was messaging me but oh yeah jeez that was that wasn't that long ago i remember i messaged you <laughs> it doesn't feel that long ago that was in like that was in like what like july august crazy something like that maybe july but uh yeah so flash forward five uh this was an interesting issue. Uh, I love the little pages we got where we got like Wally's memories. So um, on the yeah, second and third page, page, we get uh, Wally's like whole life memories. I, th- I thought it was really cool. Um, Booth doesn't draw the best disco wing, but uh, other than that, yeah, it was cool to like get the run through. I was happy of, to see uh, that. 
of Wally's life. <laughs> I just think that the discoing, I don't know, maybe it's the coloring. Something looks weird on it. Maybe it's not enough chest. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The chest is cut off. Yeah, but uh, Wally, Wally is running with his kids. Uh, we get to see Irie in the impulse suit again. Mm-hmm. And um, we see them actually disappear, but it was really cool to see her in the impulse suit again. I really want to see her back as impulse, and that would make Bart move on to something better. Um, but yeah, just the scenes with Wally and Linda and the kids, I, I thought they were really well done. I thought they added a good emotional feel, and uh, Wally wanting the answers at the end and being impatient because he's been waiting so long for answers, so give him answers. And he gets to touch the, Mo- uh, the Mobius chair, which was interesting. Yeah, and he, he, the Mobius chair, for those who don't know, is uh, it's basically a god chair. I am a god now. Um, you sit on it, <laughs> or you, in this case, you touch it, and it will answer any question you have. And it knows the truth about everything. So you could be like, what's 7 times 7? And it will say 49. So, it, non-jokingly, like, it knows everything. It, it's yeah, the like, start what, of the like, Yeah, jokers. like, Batman, Batman asked it, like, who killed my parents? And then it was like, Joe Chill. And he's like, oh, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> But then he's like, what's the Joker's real name? And I said there are three. So, to be continued. Yeah. Four uh, years later. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Wally finds out how he got from where he was before Flashpoint to now. And we get to see Wally with a full cowl in his Rebirth 09 suit. And we get to see that slowly transition into our current suit. Um, what do you think of the full cowl suit with the blue was, lightning? Yeah. And the, that is cool looking. like one of the perfect Flash suits. I just wish yeah. that the uh, the ears were also that silvery blue, like the wings. Yeah, I don't know why they left them gold, but yeah. Um, I, I love the panel of him in the full Rebirth suit. I mean, it just looks so majestic. I love the way Booth draws it. Yeah, um, it's so shiny, and his arms are out. And I love how the ca- the uh, gloves kind of look like they have a bit of a 3D effect to them. Same with the boots. Yeah. They look like they could be removed kind of thing. Yeah. That's, so, that's like the sure. best drawing Booth's done of Wally, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Like so I mean, good. you can tell Booth is definitely passionate about this series because mm-hmm. he's really putting up some of his best work. I know people have been giving him slack online about how he can't draw emotions right, but I don't know. I've always been a sucker for Booth's art. I like it, especially the best of the character. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like it. Uh, but anyway, the issue ends uh, with him and Tempest, and it looks like they're setting up. You know, I mean, it's the final issue setting up, so. Um, setting up what's real and what's not with his kids. He wants to find Jai and Irie, and he wants to make it all work. So where will it go from there? Um, I'm definitely curious to see how it ends. I'm curious if Jai and Irie will be returning. I'm curious to see how uh, all the other side characters will play into this, how Tempest plays into this. So I, I think it should be good. And I'm uh, yeah, I'm just curious to see where it goes. I can't believe we're already at the last issue, but I don't know. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I this is a great series so far. Yeah, and I love him unlocking the memories and uh, starting to see little by little of his life. And you know, if Giant Irie are part of that pre fifty two life, and they remember that, you know, I, I just love the idea of characters living in a new world with old memories. The mm-hmm. the whole man out of time concept, I think it's so interesting. Even though it's kind of been undone with Superman, you know, it's still there for Wally and. Could be there for Jai and Irie, so yeah, I'd like to see where that goes. There's a lot of questions that they need to answer, and a lot of things that need to wrap up for the fifth issue. And even though we might know a few of those answers, we don't know them all, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. So yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, I give this issue like a solid like eight, eight point five out of ten. Um, really good art, uh, really interesting writing, and yeah, curious to see how it wraps up. I hope everything wraps up nicely. I'd say like nine. I liked it a lot. Just looking through it right now, it's every page looks fantastic. So. 
Yeah, and I'm and I'm curious to see, um, you know, what the status is for sales to see if it's enough for DC to be like, you know what, let's do an ongoing, or if we could get it, you know, if there's going to be a crisis next year, and while he's a big part of it, will it be after the crisis? But I think at least what they're setting up in this last issue, maybe there could be enough room for a Wally ongoing. So I'd be interested. Yeah, obviously. please, please buy this book. Don't read online. If you're reading online, buy it. Comicsology is the thing. It's everywhere. Just buy this comic. Support it. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Flash Forward number five. Quickly over Flash number 86. Um, I liked it. I know you weren't the biggest I fan know, I'm of this. But this. Uh, I mean, the whole King Cold concept, not a fan. I am okay that the arc's over, but the art in this was fantastic. And I'm a sucker for fight issues. And this was a really good fight issue, I find. Uh, yeah. This artist was on uh, Green Lantern before, Hound Palace. And clearly he misses it. <laughs> the way he draws Captain Cold Ice looks like Green Lantern constructs, which is really cool. But it's also like, man, he misses Green Lantern, doesn't he? Uh, he makes, yeah. like, ice fists, which is something that Guy Gardner used to do. So, with this Green Lantern, yeah. of course. I do, I know you don't like King Cold, but by the end of the series, he goes to jail. Do you think, do or do you like the idea of when he eventually returns, him calling himself King Cold still? Um, not really. I mean, I don't know. Just because you're the villain feels like it's done at this point. Oh, I, I agree. I like, like, what if he returns, I, I like, three like years this, from now? I just feel like this wasn't Williamson's plan to make him like this. I mean, obviously it wasn't Williamson's plan because he said that the Godspeed boss arc was going to happen throughout 2019 and then that got pushed back to 2020 because Year of the Villain had to take place. So, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about this version of the Rogues. I have an idea of how the Rogues are in my head and that's just not how I picture Lenny. Lenny's never really been like that, so it just felt kind of out of character for him. Um, I'm wondering if this could lead to some kind of Rogue-type war where some Rogues feel that they shouldn't be like this. But I'd like to see Lenny return to being Captain Cold because I mean, King Cold, eh? He looks cool. Oh, he looks definitely cool. I just the personality, this you know, it just uh, it doesn't fit with who Lenny is. That's just never who he has been. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I do. Even if he returns, like like who Leonard's supposed to be, I wouldn't mind if he kept the King Cold name. I mean, superheroes change their names all the time. Robin to Nightwing, for example cool if he went from captain cold to king cold from now on even if like personality goes back to normal and everything but keep king cold i'll be okay with that yeah um, i mean i'd have to see where it would go where what do you think of superberry <laughs> yeah it. yeah that was it was interesting he glows yeah. all gold I guess, in his yeah, rage. Yeah, I, I was just going to bring up the page now because I got the comic in front of me. But yeah, that that was an interesting page. It's like, I wonder if we'll get more on that. It, it Like, just the sound, you can hear it. Like, this is one of those few times when you read comic and you can hear it. Because right off the bat, when he punches Captain Cold, and he's full, he's completely golden in his skin, too. And you just hear, well, you see, boom, as soon as yeah. you do it. And as he's talking, you get the, FF, or the FX's. Like the sound effects, like, and it goes over the speech bubble, saying showing how loud it is, and it must sound like like static electricity, but over and over and over, which is cool. I could really hear that in my head as I read it. Like, uh, people trying to be like trying to get a stop. You could kill him, Flash, please. But over top of that, you see the the 
it's my attempt at yeah. doing it. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was actually wondering. If I, I when I first saw this, I was thinking that uh, you remember in Flash War when Wally's like full speed force and like Jesse and Max and all the others like appear around him and like a oh, yeah. I thought we were gonna get some of that, but oh, that would be interesting. It seems like yeah, a negative that... effect of the speed force, not the negative CP force, just like a malfunction or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was just thinking because like he says, like I'm sick of you trying to kill me and my family. I was thinking like family of speedsters would like show up around him just like to show how much speed force he's using. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I, I think the Golden Flash looks kind of cool, and it like, is him not knowing what happened after was interesting. Last thing I want to yeah. add on this issue is I hate the ending. We're going back to like mopey, sad Barry. Like oh, why yeah. me? Oh no! It feels like we're going in circles. Uh, Barry says, "I belong in prison with the rogues because he beat Captain Cold so bad." So now he's being back to like, oh man, poor me. And it's, I feel like we get this yeah, too much. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that ending. I was kind of just like, didn't we already do this whole story where Barry's uh, feeling bad for himself and uh, feels that he's not the true hero he should be? Like, yeah. Yeah, we get that way too much. It would have been more interesting if still feel bad for like destroying Captain Cold's face. But maybe use that to not put yourself in. Maybe just research it. Test it out. You know, like, find out why that happened and can it be controlled. So, Moby Barry being yeah, like, says, put me in jail. Like, come on. Yeah, and it says the next issue was going to Arkham. That made me more looking forward to it. It's Arkham Asylum instead of uh, Iron Heights. That's like, okay, that's at least better. Because we've seen yeah, Iron, Iron Heights, Heights so it's like much. Still exploded. Yeah, that's too. And it's just, I feel like we've seen Iron Heights so much within the past year. So... Cool that we're going to Arkham. Haven't seen Arkham yeah, since not. Deathstroke was there, I believe. So, yeah, I'm just hoping for the best here. I don't know. It's just it seems a little weird to me, but hopefully Williamson can pull it off. I thought this last arc was kind of a dud, so I hope he gets back. He was doing good before that; he's being consistent, but this one was kind of just like, eh. Well, we're getting to our next arc, so hopefully it's good. Yeah, uh, that's a hero story. Yeah, that's the show. So, if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review or whatever you feel we should get. But we would appreciate five stars. It definitely helps with the rankings. Yes. <laughs> uh, we we also uh, would like your follow slash subscribe slash uh, whatever they have on whatever the sites. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you. And, yeah, for a hero story, I'm JD. And I'm Hunter. And thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Bye.